0: This is episode 34 of the Dave Messman Podcast. Today I want to talk about ego. And I'll use my ego as an example for everybody's ego. And talk about how it affects me, why it affects me, how it specifically holds me back in certain ways, and how that manifests itself. I feel like I talk about ego a lot. And... That's probably because I view it as this big, giant phenomenon sweeping the world that people don't pay enough attention to. When I talk about anxiety and the general increases in anxiety that we see societally, that's the ego. That's people being more ego-invested. Because the ego is a protection mechanism. It's there to make you feel safe, to protect us, and the idea that we are threatened in some way, shape, or form, right? Those threats can be physical or they can be mental or emotional. And to the extent we are very worried about, whether it be our reputation or any any way that we feel bad about ourselves, the extent to which we lack humility we take comments and feedback more personally. So to the extent that we are really worried about our reputation. So let's take that this whole Instagram generation and people who only put up their best and are so addicted to likes and positive feedback and got told their whole lives that they were special and they could be anything they wanted to be. And then when reality hits and they find out that's not true when they get negative feedback, either from people or society, their ego is so inflated by believing they are so great and lacking the humility to say sometimes things go poorly. It creates a ton of anxiety as they meet reality. So some layers of feedback are conscious and some are subconscious and i'm aware that i don't like looking bad in front of people that i sometimes i avoid asking questions that may be seen as dumb like i i i'm confused and i don't want to put it out there so that so that i look confused because it to me makes a credibility hit to my own self identification as a smart person or I don't want to receive negative personal feedback by trying to befriend somebody who I don't know very well or I admire or whatever it may be. And so I, A, either don't engage or B, engage in a a lesser version of myself, a go along to get along, less, more conflict averse, therefore a more muted version of me. And there's subconscious ego manifestations. So looking at this podcast as an example, there's so much inside me. There's so much. My mind is an argument construction and deconstruction machine. And I can can and will talk about anything at length and can come up with very nuanced and smart, ideas and topics and different ways to do, discuss lots of things and the extent to which I delay or like procrastinate or I put myself in a paralysis, analysis paralysis situation when I can't decide what I'm doing. This is my ego protecting itself from doing the work. And I mean, yeah, that's what that is. And what is the solution for that? Well, the solution is baby steps. The solution is what I do, is when I know something is scary to me or I can step back and realize that I'm procrastinating because I'm, my, I'm in an ego protection state. That's one of the reasons I recommend meditation so much is that it allows distance from our behavior. It allows me, sometimes I make this metaphor, we're all driving a car and that car is our personality. But we are the driver. We have the ability to step outside that car and look at the car and diagnose the car as long as we realize that we're separate beings from the car. Most people, most unconscious people are driving the car not realizing that they are a separate thing from their personality, their habits, their tendency to follow a certain set of patterns that may or may not serve them. And it's the ability to step outside the car and observe those patterns and do the hard work of changing them. And that's the work. And so that's why ego work, identifying the ego and understanding what scares us, because really those patterns, the ineffective patterns are ego protection mechanisms. They're there to allow us to do things in ways that don't challenge us because that challenge is necessarily scary. And if the ego is there to protect us, the ego consciously or subconsciously is always trying to protect us and it can protect us by creating patterns here's another metaphor i like we have all this damage from our lives and we build protection mechanisms i even think of it like an immune system we experience a traumatic event and then we realize we don't want that to affect us so much. So we have an immune response and we have these immune, these white blood cells that are protecting us all the time from that damage in the future. And we're not necessarily conscious of it, but they're there always protecting us. Like they may not let us get close to somebody because we got hurt. Or they may not, in my example earlier, speak up, because when we were 12, we said something and a bunch of people laughed at us. So we realized putting ourselves up and making, when we're unsure of our situation, is a scary thing, and it may not be something that we want to do. So baby steps is one way to do this. That's what this podcast was. It is me knowing that i want to have a podcast and then doing short ones and then doing longer ones and then getting more vulnerable as i go on and introducing it to more people and that i mean that's an example if you're socially anxious like i would describe myself it's about gradually increasing the number of people that we speak to and getting more vulnerable and honest as we do it it's it's about identifying fears and subtly slowly doing them the ego is mostly about avoiding fear avoiding pain that's its job one of the growth models that i like is called the hat model healing achievement transcendence and i'll use this podcast as a model as i do this podcast i'm achieving i'm creating something i'm doing something new and at a certain point i i realized right i'm putting off the podcast i'm not doing it I know I'm supposed to do it every day at a certain time and I'm procrastinating or I'm having trouble coming up with topics and this is my ego keeping me from my goals. And at that point, I need to go into transcendence mode. That means figure out what is my ego doing? Why is it doing it? And then internally dig to figure out why is my ego being an obstacle here? And sometimes that involves healing. I'm, as I get closer to making this public, and look, the fact that this isn't public at this point is perhaps another ego self protection mechanism, but that's a separate issue. Perhaps the reason I'm not doing it is because I'm afraid of something, right? So maybe I'm afraid that. I'll release something that's not that good i'll get a bunch of negative feedback and it will hurt my ego too much and i need to heal around that i need to heal around the idea that i'm going to receive negative feedback that will make me feel bad but why does making me feel why does me feeling bad what's so what right so maybe that's healing i need to do around my own inability to hear negative feedback, even if it exists. So what we're also talking about is anxiety. Anxiety is an ego protection mechanism. Anxiety is the mind's tool to not step into uncomfortable situations. We see ourselves, we see fear-inducing situations, and our mind tells us, don't do it, Or rather, yeah, don't do it. Here are all the things that could go wrong. I'm worried about it. Make sure that you're making smart decisions. This isn't to say that anxiety doesn't have its place. Of course it should. You don't wanna make a fool of yourself, but what if anxiety is overactive? What if you're inappropriately anxious? I am going to retreat next week and I know I'm going to see someone that I had a conflict with and it has been running in my head for the last two weeks what I'm going to say or rather the different scenarios that could play out. This is completely ineffective. This is such a waste of my mental energy to have these predictions to what I'm what my brain is trying to do is prepare itself for pain to alleviate it but what it's really doing I don't know what it's doing it doesn't serve me at all what I try to do and this is what I talk about a lot when I talk about getting out of the head and getting into the body anxiety lives in the head The ego lives in the head. The body is where conviction lives. Second guessing and anxiety and expanded worry. These things live in the head. This is ego protection mechanisms. And when I say get out of the head and get into the body, what I'm saying is, move from the place of ego protection and anxiety into the place of action, being sure of yourself, being present. These things are in the body. Fight or flight is actually in the amygdala, which is in the brain, but it's, it's a body response. It's this ancient response, and this is okay. Fight or flight is generally it's it's complicated because anxiety will lead to a fight or flight response. But generally, a real-time fight or flight is in the body. Future, anticipating fight or flight, that's in the head. That's ego protection. And that is a sign of being in the head. And that's why I talk about the way technology is constantly pushing us into the head. It is. It's all these different ways of putting us into the head where the ego and anxiety live. Technology does it. Um, The work world that we live in, we're so mind-focused and not body-focused. The white-collar workforce is brain-driven and not body-driven. For millions of years, we hunted and gathered and did all that stuff, right? It was body driven and now it's mind driven. And I the other thing I talk about also is the societal feminization. I believe that too. I think society is, as we move everybody a bit more to the feminine from the masculine, the masculine is more grounded and more in the body. The feminine is more in the head. And as we do that, People are more in the head. And it's just a furtherance of this train that we've got moving that nobody really realizes that we're moving everybody into this really anxious place. All these factors are coming together. And when I, so when I'm in this anxious state, what I try to do is breathe. I try to get in the body. I'm constantly reminding myself to, A, speak slower. Speaking fast is generally a sign of being in the head. I also try to speak lower, speak from my diaphragm, speak from the body. And I also try to breathe. And as I breathe, this is my preference when meditating. They say concentrate on your breath. I concentrate on my breath in my body specifically. I imagine my lungs moving. It's a way to calm myself when I feel myself getting too anxious. And it's just a furtherance of meditation. Meditation is one of these amazing tools for calming anxiety, for shutting off that internal dialogue, An internal dialogue is mostly the ego, mostly. It's self-protection. And that's just what, nobody ever teaches us this, and that's what's the real shame. I mean, I've heard this. Maybe they should teach meditation in high school. Of course they should. This world would be so much better if we could move ourselves from This this place of worry, this place of always seeking, always being prepared to be analyzed or analyzing, just not being present. Anxiety is living in the future, depression is living in the past, and the goal is always to be present. Present is in the body. We always heard that phrase, speak from your gut or go with your gut. That really means be in the body. That really means be present and don't, don't be so driven by these things that aren't relevant in this moment all the worries and anxieties. So that's the end of this podcast on the ego. And I'll talk to you next time.